everybody, and welcome to the uh, Expedition One podcast. I'm James Fawn, is back, and uh, with me, as always, is actually never, but first time is Matt Grimm, my random high school friend that just showed up that I decided to throw in that seat. Let's do it. <laughs> and uh, our guest today is Edward Chin, again, yep. who's basically our last podcast guest. That tells you how often we get these done, but anyway. <laughs> Ed's back, and we're talking about cool stuff, right? Yep. So let's talk about some cool stuff, Ed. All right. How are things? It's great. Yeah? It's busy. Busy? Just had my second baby. That's busy. Yeah, yeah. Two yeah. weeks old now, so. Wow. Yeah, this is why I brought the Red Bull, because it's supposed to give me wings, but it's keeping my <laughs> eyelids open, and that's all about what it's doing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's it's great. It's great. It's It's challenging, but it's very rewarding, so. What so so this is the second kid. This is the you second. Got two. Yeah. How's how how old's your oldest? Two years old. Two. Yep. Wow. I know. Yeah. Think <laughs> of it. Just when we thought things were starting to settle, yeah. we just gotta start running again. You're a warrior, man. I don't know. I wouldn't say that. How, how many more are we gonna have here? That's a good question. My wife and I we talk about it. Mm-hmm. And then I I ask her, I go, Do you were you willing to go through this again? What we're going through right now? And this is right after yeah. we brought our second girl home. And she's like, No, I don't wanna do it, but She's the one who started when we got married, mm-hmm. saying things like, let's have five kids. Whoa. I know. That's pro level right there. I, I don't know how they do it. There's people with six, seven, eight kids. and Dude, how many you got, Grim? I'm, I got four. You got four? four. Yeah. Four and out. No, that's where we're at. Four. Yep. So you guys are the masters, the professionals. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that it's like once you get past like three, it's kind of just all the same. It is. Like what? it's that you're already at that level of chaos that it just doesn't matter. Zone yeah. defense, like yeah. you just manage it, yeah. make it work. Well, and then they start to kind of take care of each other along the way, so it kind of takes off mm-hmm. your hands too. That's what I hear as well. It does, but It's yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> I, I'll give that, and it happens. My oldest sitting there, I'm like, eh, he kind of does, okay. <laughs> a little bit, I'll give that a little bit, okay. Yeah. A little bit harder to weave around. Do you like the new setup? I kind of like it. Yours is kind of messed up. Hold on a sec. Okay. Let me fix this. Look at this. You see how that's all messed up? I didn't even notice it. I feel <laughs> like a guy that designs product is the only person that would catch on to something like yep. that. Right. Exactly. That's probably that's probably true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But we're all we're rolling now, right? We feel good. You feel good? I feel good. Let's okay. Go the ride. So two kids. That's awesome. Yep. You're gonna have. I'm thinking you're going to have at least two more. <laughs> That's what I'm feeling right now. All right, here's the thing, though, right? Mm-hmm. When people say they want more, they also take into consideration their age, right? Like, if I was maybe in my mid-20s and I said I can have maybe five kids, I think I could deal with that. But I just turned four. I'm turning 42 this Holy year. Holy crap, you're 42? Yep, yep. That's right. What? I know. What is up with that? You don't even look close to that. It's the it's the Asian gene. It is the you know, Asian gene. I'm look, glad you said it. I get carded till I'm <laughs> 70, and then all of a sudden, just all of a sudden, I look like freaking the old guy from Big Trouble in Little China who dies at the end. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, it just yeah. happens like that overnight. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so with that said, I'm just like, man, am I going to be able to keep up, you know, with more kids after this, or is my body just going to shut down? Just you know? yeah, quit working all of a sudden. Yeah. I, you're doing okay. You're not diabetic. I'm diabetic, dude. And I'm 45 now. Mm. But I became diabetic when I was like 43. You're healthy, right? You're drinking sugar-free stuff. 
trying to, right? man. I'm trying You're to live healthy. This is how I justify <laughs> it. You know, like yeah. <laughs> you get the diet Pepsi with your McDonald's, you know, Big Mac. That's yeah, how yeah, I justify yeah. it. You know, I go, it's a Red Bull, but it's like, sugar free. Oh, so I'm going to eat light. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a health drink. <laughs> they have this at Jamba Juice, I hope, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy, especially now too, because I'm trying to, I went into YouTube full time and trying mm-hmm. to focus on that with the, with the baby. So it, it's been a juggling act, mm-hmm. but uh, it's, I haven't felt more fulfilled than ever before. That's awesome. So, yeah. That's fantastic. Yep. And uh, I feel real good now, despite the lack of sleep, because we saw what you did with the Jeep and yeah. all the little Expedition 1 stuff on there. I can't wait. I've been teasing it on my Instagram and people have been asking me a lot of questions. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. No, it looks good. I mean... I, I mean, we can talk about 40s because I know that was something that was going to yeah. happen here. But that's right. 40s are. I'm just going to say it. Personally, I wouldn't do 40s. Personally. Yeah. yeah. I've done 40s on a JL and I, yeah. it was just that much too big. Yeah. I mean, with 40s, there's a lot of other things you got to do to the vehicle to keep up with having 40 inch tires. Mm-hmm. And, and you're going to do that, though, right? I mean, you guys are doing you're doing. RVC axles, you said, right? Is it RVC or CV? RCV RCV. in the front. Uh, And then in the rear, Yukon chromoly axle shafts. Mm -hmm. And then re-gear to 513. Mm -hmm. But I am going to keep the Dana 44. And, uh, you know, there's Hmm. this hot debate, right? Some people say you got to get the one tons, Dana 60s, if you're going to get 40 inches. Some people say you can do the Dana 44s as long as you're not bouncing it off rocks, right? Yeah. And I don't plan to bounce it off rocks. I, I'm, I'm more of an overlander guy more than a rock crawler. So uh, for my build, and it doesn't apply to everybody, but for my build, I think it's, just, I think it's fine. Yeah. I think it's legit. And actually, Trill Recon, he had a Jeep mechanic on his show, on his podcast, or on his YouTube channel just recently. Yeah. And he just asked the same question. He goes, hey, if you're going to put 40s, can you put the N-44s? And the mechanic goes, and he was a tech, well-seasoned tech. He said, yes, you mm-hmm. can. But, of course, it's just like a blanketed answer. There's exceptions, right? Yeah. So. They're way beefier. I mean, the JL axles are way beefier than the JK. Yeah. I They're they improved it. much better. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, we've. I remember my JK, we, we sleeved it. Um, we did all sorts of stuff to try and beef that thing up. And it kind of worked, you know. But even still, I mean, I think I was running 38s. Yeah. It was just a little bit too much. It, it, it really needed, I, I think... I can't remember if we swapped out the front axle or not in the end or if I just sold it. But um, what we did with this one, the other JK out there, that's that one's sitting on 38s. Mm-hmm. I mean, we did, um, I always mix them up, but RVC or CV, whatever, RC, yeah. RCV. Yeah, we did their uh, axles up front. Uh, we did a Terra 44 up front. And uh, that, was a, that was definitely a good improvement. The only other thing that I would, I mean, that you might want to consider if you're not doing it already is um, some sort of hydraulic assist steering. Yeah, I've heard That's about the only yeah, other, I thought other about that piece of it. I did that on my JK, mm-hmm. um, my four-door JK, and that was very, very needed. I mean, yeah. I had this just these moments on Slick Rock where you've got the axles locked and you're just in this binded position, and it's just strange. Yeah. It's like you just can't move, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. It, it's it was a little crazy it is it is on my radar I, mm-hmm. I am just for the type of wheeling or driving i do 
I don't see myself in that position, but I might be. Who knows, right? So yeah. it's on my radar, and I'm taking into consideration that I might need to get it down the line. But I want to see how it feels without it first. Mm-hmm. I'm, it's a learning experience for me. I'm new to the Jeep world, <laughs> so mm-hmm. to speak. It's a whole different universe. In, in, it is. In Jeeps. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, and to say, going back to the one tons, right? And the 40s and stuff. So one of the reasons for 40s is they look great, right? And mm-hmm. for running a channel, and we got something visually, you know, aesthetically pleasing or kind of, Standing out, 40s help. But at, at the same time, me and like my friend Nate and some other people who want to go out wheeling, we like to do that in the snow, right? So we want to get as much clearance as we can, even mm-hmm. if you have to air down to like four PSI, mm-hmm. which is another reason that leads, which is another reason that we don't want to, or I don't want to get one tons because they'll reduce clearance on the dip. Mm-hmm. So that's why I want to keep it with the 44s, get the 40s, and get as much clearance as possible and just like you know plow around mm-hmm. but of course in other times throughout the year it'll probably serve good function so mm-hmm. but we'll see it's a learning experience i might say in a couple of months from now man i need to get one times i might break my 44s who knows <laughs> the guys that i mean i know a lot of guys that that's where they go with they just do those big huge yeah one ton axles they're doing 60s and stuff like that yeah i think if you're you're balanced in how you're approaching it you'll be fine with yeah. the 44s but I mean, I've been on those trail runs where these dudes are just like, they're going to take the hardest line and they're going to yeah. do it on purpose. Yeah. And, you know, they're going to put themselves in a really random spot. I don't do that stuff. I used to be fun. I thought that stuff was fun, but it's just, I'm old and it's like, I'm stressed out by that stuff. So I'd rather not do it. Yeah. So, I mean, and the thing is like the people I've seen on video or on trails and stuff that do that kind of, the, that driving and riding on hard obstacles is mm-hmm. they trailer those rigs in they you do know? they don't drive it from home i gotta drive mine back home mm-hmm. <laughs> so i it might i like a challenge but you know at the same time i gotta be reasonable in, in my situation and i think a lot of people who watch my channel are in the same kind of sh- situation mm-hmm. as well yeah and if you're wise, i mean if you're wise on your vehicle you're airing down yep. right you're you're gonna you're not doing that thing where you're letting your tire spin and then come down hard and stuff like that you'll probably you're likely not going to have troubles. That's usually when you see stuff break. Yeah. Is when you got wheel spinning at high RPM and coming down and boom. Yeah. And that's when you see things go bad. But as long as you're balanced. Mm-hmm. Have you broken anything, Matt? Uh, it's like been a that? few days. It's been a few days. I mean, you and I go way back. I, yeah. I was known to break a few things. You did. Here or there. Break stuff. Um, concerning 40s. Yeah, it's the look. Like, that's what you want. Like, mm-hmm if we're going to go for it, go for it. Like, and if you break something, you break something like that's mm-hmm. part of the whole experience. Yep. Um, but now like, uh, you know, I've learned since I've hung out with you so much, maybe it's the age and everything like that, but like, mm-hmm. you still gotta have fun and you may as well make it look good. Yeah. yeah you might as well. Right. I think, I mean, I think the forties, I think it's going to look good for me. It's just for the J the, the JK the sorry, the jail, the jail itself. It's just, Really, I think the engineers, when they built that thing, I think they were like, we're going to make this fit 37s, no problem, right? Yeah, I right. think that was like their entire goal. I think so. And so when you're when you're putting 37s on it, they handle like a dream, right? Even 38s, they handle just fantastically. It's just when you jump up to that little bit, it's like, okay, they're, it just creeps just a little bit outside to where, okay, now you're having to do a little more trimming in the fenders and you're kind of having to do that stuff. Yeah. But I mean, you were talking about potentially, I mean, if you end up, swapping out the fenders and stuff like that yeah it it'll it'll all work out good you know what i mean if you're gonna go that far into it 
you know, and I 40s agree with, make sense. I agree with what you said about the engineers. Like, you can get a Mopar 2-inch lift, right? Like, mm -hmm. made for Jeeps and gets fit 37s in there. So it does make sense without doing too much else to, to the vehicle drivetrain mm -hmm. and all that. So with that said, if I didn't have a channel and I had a Jeep, Jeep and I want to, you know, explore and stuff like that, I'd be perfectly happy with 37. Yeah. You know, and mud train, all train, it doesn't matter. Like, that would be my ideal situation. Like, people aspire to get 40s, right? Like, that's the thing. Like, just, <laughs> like Matt said, like, you know, those are dope. That's what I want. Yeah. I want to go on trail and show. But it's like, it's not going to, the amount of enhancement to your enjoyment on a trail with 40s compared to 37s is like not worth the amount that you're going to pay. Yeah. Not just for the tires, but for the, all the other things you got to do to the vehicle, unless you got that much money and it's not going to hurt you or you're not going to feel it. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think it's, it's, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. You know, so, but for me, it's a business expense. <laughs> yeah. I, and I get that too. Like I'm running 38 on my Broncos right now. We're running 38s. They look fantastic. Yeah. They're just a little too big. Mm -hmm. Bronco with 37s is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It's right where it needs to be. So. Yeah. It looks good. I mean, that, that Bronco it does, right doesn't now, it? it really like good. the stance of it. Everything's perfect. just looks fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I love how it actually turned out. It's one of my favorites. So. Pretty How's cool it drive on the highway and streets? Awesome. Yeah. It gets terrible gas mileage, but mm -hmm. it's just, it, it's its own fault. The reason why it gets terrible gas mileage is it's just, you want to throttle it every time you get in it. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just fun to drive. That turbo kicks in and stuff. And it's just, it's a fun car to drive. If I had 37s on it and it was just me driving it, I would probably average about 16 miles to the gallon. But because Sarah drives it a fair <laughs> amount, it like gets like 12. 12. It's like, Sarah's it's, not even here today. Yeah. Either, yeah. So. She's, well, she's not, but the truth, she knows exactly what I've, I've already talked to her about this exact issue. I'm yeah. Like, but like when you get into vehicles, like we're talking, Oh, you could even go to like 33s, 35s, definitely above. It's not about miles per gallon. It's not. That's like, right. You don't no. do that for that. Like nope. I have this debate with my father all the time. Like it's miles per happy at that point. <laughs> That's all it is. I like that yeah. miles per happy. Yeah. Yeah. You don't look at it. I mean, 17.6 miles per happy. That's yeah. Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'm a van guy. I don't even look at that anymore because it's just like, it's, it's going to happen. Yeah. So how did, course. how did that work? How did what work? How did, how did you all of a sudden turn into a van guy? I've always been a van guy. Even when we were like grasshoppers. Really? Oh yeah. Call it like the A team, call it whatever it was in the eighties. <laughs> okay. I remember driving um, up in Heber, like on a dirt road, and this dude pulled up in a four wheel drive van. This is back in the eighties. Uh -huh. We're not talking sprinter vans. We're not talking any of that stuff. We're talking old school. And his four wheel drive, and I was like, "It's the most incredible thing I've ever did seen." Did it have a teardrop window in the back? Probably did. <laughs> it was the eighties. Was there was there some kids in the back that were like giving winking at you, like bleaking, like in the van or anything like that? Trying to give you Morse code. Just talking purely four wheel drive van off road before overlanding was even a word. It was, well, yeah, it was before that. Yeah, yeah. So I've always wanted one because I like I like outdoors and I like people. And mm -hmm. So yeah, I went van route. So what platform van are you? Um, I'm. Old school still. I'm an Econoline. Dude, Econoline. he's, he's yeah. got a legendary van. Yeah. It works. It's a piece of legend. <laughs> it's a piece. Of, it's a piece. No, it's no, great. It's a, I mean, the ski bus is. Tell, is tell us epic. about, tell us about the roof on that thing. <laughs> and, and why the roof is the roof. Um, See, this thing has, this ha thing has a history. Before you got it. I would like to call it, it, it a history. character. 
character. Okay, sure. Let's go. I like that. I mean, let's go with that. Well, let's 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 go with. So we started talking about you just had a child. Mm-hmm. The greatest, one of the greatest negotiations I've ever done in my life mm-hmm. was kid number four, mm-hmm. who is now three. So, um, in the hospital, wife's like, "We need a new vehicle." I'm like, "I don't want to spend ninety grand on." a new suburban or expedition. I'm like, all right, babe, midlife crisis. I'm gonna keep <laughs> you, the kids, everything. You know I've wanted a van. She's like, I'm not gonna drive a van. I'm like, I don't care. You don't need to drive a van. I will. So she gave me the green light in the hospital. I went and bought a used Econoline because I like, mm-hmm. I, sprinters are cool, but again, the kid route. Yeah. I'm gonna throw a bunch of kids and just let them destroy $120,000 Sprinter van? No. So we went old school, got the Econoline. Um, it, it's got character, though. You're right. Mm-hmm. Roof needs some work, maybe roof. a roof rack. Um, yeah. A few other things. But it, it was, they had a, a roof tent on it before me. Uh-huh. And it, it's and like, who was they? Uh, who was it? It was, uh, who was it? It was a, a promo van for yeah. um, Goal Zero. Okay. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and I think it was, it was like early days of like roof tent top, mm-hmm. and um, I think they had a lot of fun. I think, I think, <laughs> I, I think they had a lot of fun at events, you know, uh-huh. and um, it, it shows. So mm-hmm. we just choose to put a lot on the roof and not really see the character. The, as much. the character. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know where we went with that. Is it I, caved in enough that it like gathers water? No, no, no. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. Okay. There's not like a little swimming pool up there for frogs or anything like that. No, I do park (laughs) it on an angle. So it it rolls out. We're good. That's wise. Very wise. So what's it look like underneath? So I'm guessing it has the four four wheel drive conversion. Yep. Mm -hmm. And it has a lift with what size tires are you running Uh, on there? 275s. Okay. So, um, I would, I would like to move up to the 37s, but that's going to require more than I want to do right now, but yeah. future plans for sure. Like we'll put 37s on it um, and move it. So yeah, it's got the, the four wheel drive conversion from four wheel, uh, four by four advance okay. um, here in Salt Lake. Mm-hmm. Works well, but yeah, it's basically, it's a E350 with like F350 parts underneath. So very yeah, cool. It works. It's been great. I mean, going up to this, like skiing, going out to Moab, um, camping. Does it have lockers? No, it does not. Oh. That is also on the list. But again, <laughs> so I don't know how much we want because I'm like sideshow Bob for this, but we can get into mm-hmm. a little. You know my past. Like that's where yeah. we come together is mm-hmm. like you put me in a vehicle. Without locked lockers. Up, <laughs> or I'm, with lockers. I'm going to try uh-huh. and I will probably fail and break. Mm-hmm. Um, or you, you never broke anything. You just buried yourself or something. We broke stuff. You're forgetting. Yes. Did we? Yes. Oh. Yeah, wow. that's a whole. That's a, that's I know like we broke some stuff, three. but yeah. But so I've I've learned to just appreciate nature and not necessarily have to try to climb or any of that. I mean, yeah. similar to you, like been there, done that. We've done the trails. We have done the trails. We've, We've done, done Moabs. We know what it's about. Yes, it's a lot we, easier to just be the spotter and dare somebody. To do I it. I like being the spotter and just letting people break stuff. Yeah. It's so much better. People with forties. Yeah. Yeah. Or people with what, whatever they had, there was this, I was at the Miller Motorsports park for, I can't remember what the event was. It might've been like cruiser fest or something. It was cruiser fest. Okay. I'm pretty sure everyone was mad at me 
but nobody said anything but it was like there was all sorts of people there i'm pretty sure greg miller was there and a whole bunch of people kurt williams um and there was tons of land cruisers there and people were getting inebriated and i wasn't right and a dude came up to me and he was i don't remember how it all started but he had an fj60 and there was this crazy messed up ravine crack obstacle thing that just had buggy written all over it and he was like do you think i could go through that and i look at it and i'm like what are you in and he shows me a 60 and i'm like it was lifted it was spring over i mean it was pretty big and i'm like does it do you have lockers and he's like yeah i'm locked up and everything and i'm like yeah we can get you through that <laughs> and <laughs> i know i pissed somebody off but yeah so he's like sweet awesome and so we just started driving driving through it and i mean i told the guy i'm like dude you're going to probably break every panel on the 60 is going to be bent and half of them were already bent anyway and he's like i don't care that's fine <laughs> we literally drove this thing all the way through this crack going around this corner to the other side and when we were coming out like he was on he was about to tip over and he was caught by a rock like he tipped on his side and he was sitting like on the quarter panel and it was one of these, okay, which way do I, how do I get out of this? And it was just a matter of he turned his wheel the right way and he throttled it through and came down and there you go. yeah, it was pretty awesome. Nice. There was, there was not one straight panel on that vehicle <laughs> after that, but it was good times. I had the exact same conversation with you as a teenager. Did we? <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> you got lockers? Sure. Let's oh yeah. Do it. Yeah. We probably did have that same conversation. I think yeah. that's good, though. You live a more fulfilling life by taking your rig through things like that and getting it dented and mm -hmm. pinstriped and all that, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I get people asking me all the time, like when I had the Tundra and the Ram going through narrow trails, they're like, man, that's a new truck. That's whatever X amount of dollars. Are you going to put pinstriping on that? I'm like, well, I mean, or I can just take it to the grocery store maybe once in a while or whatever. You yeah, know? it's like mall crawl it there a yeah, little bit. I mean, you got to get your money's worth, right? Like take mm -hmm. it to places and stuff like that. So I, you know, I'm on the side of like, if no matter what rig you have, whether it's beaten up and old or new or whatever, take it to fulfill your passion, mm -hmm. you know, and have a good time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, Just don't break it. Just don't be careless, I guess, is, is the way, because you, then you incur more costs. Yeah. But sometimes yeah. people will break it and they know how to fix things. Yep. I wish I was more mechanically inclined so I can do those things, but I'll just go with people <laughs> who know more than me and then they'll fix it for me if I, if I break it. That's not a bad way to go. I, I can tell you that this dude, whoever he was, I don't remember him. He was, he was stoked. Like that was one of the raddest things for him that he'd ever done is driven through that. And I just, I was happy to just be there and watch. I kind of, I got it him through, but anyway, I'm not yeah. trying to brag. Well, I, I'm a much better spotter, I think, than I am a driver, but. And I, I do a pretty good job at driving, but yeah, spotting's a lot funner. It is. No yeah. stress. Yeah. It's less stress. Let somebody else ruin their car. <laughs> but that's anyway. what it's about. Is I feel like, I don't know about you guys, but as I get older, I look for more, I mean, the adrenaline stuff is fun, but more relaxed, like what you said with the van. Just go somewhere and enjoy nature. Yeah. Get some good, like, you know, peaceful environment and scenery. Because the kids will make it more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> as it is, they'll just run you till you just like wheels fall off but yeah i mean i every yeah. second i can be in nature and be in a calm peaceful environment in that space like yeah it's it's priceless mm -hmm. and i think that's that's what we're trying to gear towards mm -hmm. that's kind of where yeah that's where it went for me back when we were doing moab still 
like my most hated trail was a cliffhanger. cliffhanger. And yep. it's not because it's difficult. It's just this whole idea of driving up a step on a cliff that's like a thousand feet on one side. It's like you can drive down, it's easy. It's like, oh, you just walk down it. And even going back up, it's easy, right? It's not like a difficult obstacle. But it's that whole like, why am I on the edge of like a thousand foot cliff right now when I don't need to be? That's what I just didn't dig about it. That was my thing. Mm. I was like, well, big cliff right there. I don't want to fall off of it. You what, know. What vehicle did you have for that? Um, okay, so the last time I did it, I think I did it in that white Jeep sitting yeah, in the showroom. I was with you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yep, that's the last time I did it. And I've done it like a couple times, but yeah, it's just like you drive. And the weirdest part of that trail to me is you go out just to an outlook but you get the same view if you're just over here, yeah. right? You don't you don't like get a better view, you just get a different view. And then it's like, okay, I'm now that I've driven clear out here to a dead end and I get the same view, I'm now going to drive back and go up this cliff and it's I don't know. I'd rather I'd rather go somewhere and actually go to point to point, right? I mean, I guess if you were camping out there, that would be kind of cool, yeah. right? Which I never, I never did any of that. But I mean, that would be kind of cool. You go out there and you camp. That would be neat. Yeah. And like I said, I mean, it's not hard. The obstacle itself isn't hard. It's just like, it's the thousand foot cliff on the one side that's slightly nerve wracking, right? Mm -hmm. And it's just, yeah. Yeah, not my gig. I'd much rather just go out in the middle of nowhere and just not be on the side of a thousand foot cliff. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, different strokes. I'd rather climb a thousand foot cliff. That sounds fun with like ropes and, you know, yeah. stuff like that. That stuff was, I did that kind of stuff when I was a kid. That was fun. Not as an old man anymore. I'm not an old man, am I? Am no. I kind of old? No. I, I feel old. Have not told you my theory of old? No, oh, you have okay. not told me. Here you go. Here's another one. Okay. Old is always 15 years from where you are today. So you're never old. Oh, Okay. I like that. I like, yeah, that's a great right? one. Yeah. Yep, yep. I'm not going to be old until I'm 60. Yeah. And then when you're 60, <laughs> that's like great. 75. Yeah. That's fantastic. Right? I love this. It totally changes everything. Dude, you've, got, you've brought up two things that are just fantastic. One is old is 15 years away. That one and the whole, the, what is that? Happy miles per gallon? Miles per happy. Miles per happy. Those are yeah. fantastic concepts. I love it. You know, that's a very optimistic and positive way of thinking. And I like that. But Especially you know, for a guy that has a two-week-old. Exactly. But the thing is, like, the last few years, I've been waking up with aches around my body where I didn't realize there were muscles and, like, places I could <laughs> ache. I'm like, okay, that's the reminder. You, you know just got to get used to that. You'll yeah. get used to it. I went snowboarding last week, and I was like, oh, I'm going to be... I'm going to be hating life. I haven't been snowboarding for like 15 years and I fell like three or four times too, but no snowboarding. I didn't feel that bad. It was pretty, it was pretty fantastic. My body did not hurt nearly as much as I thought it was going to. And, uh, it made me actually really happy cause I'm like, I can do this as an older person. Sure. I, I thought snowboarding was done for me. I thought just that those good times were over, Yeah, but they're not. That's good. Yeah. So does that like, compel you to keep going more it, frequently it does yeah and this whole and plus the whole yeah 15 yeah, 15 man. years is when you're old 15 years That's from right, yeah yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be rolling until i'm like 90 at that rate you know what i mean i'll be doing great you can mix it up like you can go do a run kick it at the lodge like i had one of the greatest talks with like he's 
probably in his 60s last year. Uh He did that. He'd go up, you'd do like three runs, and then you just kick it at the lodge and just hang out all day. Way better than just sitting in your house depressed. Oh, yeah. It mixes up. You do have some more aches and pains. But you can still do those things. Like, you can still enjoy life. I think you just end up with aches and pains no matter what. You know what I mean? And it's like maybe you get moving a little bit and the juices get flowing and then the pains go away. Maybe that's just how it's supposed to work. Like, I'm destined for those pains because I... I broke a lot of bones when I was a young buck. Mm-hmm. It's going to come. It hasn't yet. Um, I think that's just part of the experience is like, mm-hmm. got to just take a little longer to get loosened up and go. You know? Yeah. Yep. You a bone breaker as a young child? Were you doing that stuff? Not really. I mean, I dislocated and sprained ankles mm, and elbows yeah. and stuff like that. But, you know, I never, I mean, I had a fracture on my hand, on my, one of my bones on my hand, but that was pretty much the worst of it. Hmm. Yeah, I don't, know. I don't. I never really got into crazy stuff like that. That's good. I Do you want know, to talk? Is it? It, <laughs> it might be. Maybe you're just doing it in your older age when you have more expensive toys to break. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which leads us into the axle grind you did in your Ram. Should yeah. we talk about that? Let's talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 So he was like on this trail, and he decided to do a 50/50 axle grind down a tree. <laughs> nice. And um, yeah. It was a little quirk on a ram. The funny thing is earlier on that, in that day when we were driving around, the power steering failed on that, or just shut off. So I had to manually try to steer the ram on, on these tight little turning trail, curvy trails. It's like, what's going on? So we stopped at a place where we could stop. So I had like my friend Nate, Max, and all of us kind of look under the engine and hood, under the vehicle, nothing seemed off. So we're like, okay. Nate's, Nate said, hey, just shut off the truck. Turn it back on. Usually that just resets everything. You should be good. So, Cal, take your advice. You're, you're, you're well-versed in this more than I am, so I'll do that. Lo and behold, the power steering failure light turned off and everything was good to go. Hmm. Half hour later into it where we're going down this trail, and I'm not blaming it on this, but I feel like it could have been because everything happened so fast. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know it, I'm like sliding on the side of a ditch on my driver's side. I'm resting on the side of a downed tree. I'm going to also say this cliff side on, yeah. on my driver's side, there were some parts where the trees weren't there and it's a steep drop. Yeah. So I got really lucky. Mm-hmm. And then there were a bunch of logs that were actually trees that were down in front of me, which the, the that's what stopped me on my forward momentum. Mm-hmm. They got caught up on my driver's side tire. And then, of course, there were some other trees that were pressed against the bumper. Mm-hmm. So it was a like a four vehicle operation to winch the thing out. Yeah, I was going to say, what, you were anchored... In at least from the rear, there was two winches involved, two right? Two in the rear, and then two in the front. Uh huh. One was on yours, right? Wasn't it? And one was yeah. Somebody had it. Someone had someone had it, and their winch failed. <laughs> so oh dang. And then uh, so uh, Nate tied it. Actually, uh, re- you put a recovery rope on his trailer behind his Toyota Tacoma. Yeah. And try to do something like that. So. I have a 12,000 pound winch on the Ram, which was definitely a thing that kind of contributed to that, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was, it was quite an experience. I learned a lot on that, on that trip <laughs> through mm-hmm. that. But anyway, so we had, it took about, I'd say about a good half an hour to 45 minutes to do the recovery. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, at one point I just had three wheels on the ground contact because I had my passenger side up off the ground as we were kind of winching up. Mm-hmm. But uh when we got it back on its feet on the trail, we surveyed the damage. The driver's side headlight was busted. Right. Uh, actually, the fender on the driver's side was, uh, I had to replace that because it was bent so bad. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. And, the, and then the truck bedside panel on the rear, 
that was dented pretty bad. I had to hire professional dent removers to fix that part. Hmm. Uh, I had an A-pillar that had a dent inside from one of the trees that got pushed in. Yeah. Um, the hood, luckily, it didn't make any contact with the hood, so the hood was fine. Bumper, just a few scratches. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's what I think, what everyone was there, their consensus is like, that's what saved the front end of the vehicle. Just because if I had the stock one, I know it would have crumpled more. Right. And then it actually would have probably pressed into like the radiator and stuff. So yeah. super lucky, super grateful for what that bumper did. And mm -hmm. I'm driving it around now still. <laughs> and uh, it's it's doing good. Nice. I love it. Yeah. So the ventures, the adventures are now continuing. It is. In the Ram, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. But it's more mild adventures now. Like I, <laughs> I, I say that, but I got stuck in the snow a few weeks back and I didn't recover. But uh, now that's what the Jeep is for. You know, we're going to, the Ram has 35 inch mud terrain tires. And, you know, yeah. I, I plan to just take it to like maybe gravel roads out into the high desert areas and stuff. But if I'm looking at technical trails or light crawling, that's right. the Jeep on 40s. That's what that's going to do. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yep. Nice. Okay. No, that's cool, dude. You'll have the best of both worlds, right? You'll be able to cover a lot of stuff so what's coming up for you also is so as far as easter jeep safari goes which is coming up here i think april yep you're going to be in our booth yep as i understand right yes with your with your rig yep that's going to be sweet yeah i'm looking forward to it. it's my first anything jeep <laughs> so because i'm new to the jeep world i, I didn't even know about easter jeep safari until my friends mm -hmm. talked about it in conversation with you guys and stuff so um it seems like a pretty big major event pretty important mm -hmm. event and I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. So we're, we're, me, my friend Nate, we're going to do a convoy down towards uh, um, Easter Jeep Safari. We're going to tackle some trails. We also got some filming we're doing with Onyx Off-Road. Nice. Uh, yeah, they're doing a, like a budget build, build-off type of thing with some other people. So um, us against like, so it's three teams, Bleeping Jeep, Bleeping Jeep excuse me, mm -hmm. is one team. And then um, Bleeping Jeep and what was uh, it? was Mischief Maker. And Rudy, yeah. Rudy okay. is uh, Matt's awful, Matt's yeah. awful recovery son. Yeah. So they're in another team, and we all have this limit, like a budget, where we can take these old vehicles, right. off-road worthy vehicles, <laughs> and take it to Moab Rim and wheel with them stock before nice. we do anything to them. Yeah. And Onyx is, you know, anticipating that we're going to get some damage done on these vehicles, so they're going to bring a tow rig. I would imagine the rim is um, that's pretty. It's pretty intense, man. Yeah. It's yeah. not. It's not. I mean, we did call it the Sunday drive because that's usually when we did it was on Sunday afternoon, but it's not necessarily a Sunday drive. Yeah. It's another one of those where you're, you're on a kind of, it feels off camber a lot of it, mm -hmm. right? And you're on this hill. And, uh, the one thing you don't want is your brakes to ever go out. That's yeah. the one thing you're just like, please brakes never go out. Right. Well, it's, everyone, it's a trail that messes with your mind. It like, does. That's what I hear. Yeah. Well, everyone on the other teams, they were like, are you crazy? We can't take these stock budget rigs yeah. out here. It's not going to make it. And, you know, but that's the thing. That's what adds. That's what's going to build up, you know, the excitement about these challenges is mm -hmm. the fact that we're going to, it's like the, you know, it's a good story arc. You know, yeah. you got these vehicles that are going to try to do these trails and they might do it. And they might have some damages done along the way, or they might not at all. Mm -hmm. But then that is the point. Like after that, we're going to build it up over a few months. And then we have a budget, how much we can use to build it up. And I'm going to take it back out on the trail and see which vehicle is the most capable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, my first time. So I'll, quick story, I'll tell you. First time doing Moab Rim, okay? We pull up to it. I think you were there, I right? We pulled up to it and I was in that white Jeep. And that time I had like 32 inch tires and 
<laughs> it wasn't super big, yeah. open diffs and everything like that. Um, uh, I was really big on my driving skills, getting me through. That was like my big, yes. my big pride ego thing is that I could do stuff with open diffs and all that stuff. Anyway, mm -hmm. so we pull up to it and there's this dude that comes rolling up in this old, I don't even, I think it was a Willys, but it was an old, old, old Jeep. I still remember the color. It was like baby blue yep. and it had like 31 inch tires. It was stock. And I was just like, Oh crap, we're going to get stuck behind this guy and we're going to have to follow him all the way up the trail. So I really wanted everyone to rush so we could all get ready, but everyone's getting ready. I'm like, Oh man, we're, we're stuck behind him. He's already started the trail. And I watched this guy, this guy drove up this thing. Like it was nothing. He just rolled right up the entire, I watched him drive up the entire thing and was just blown away. When we were going up this hill, um, yeah, I'm trying to remember here. Okay, so as we started going up, this guy started coming down as we were maybe halfway up and I remember talking to the guy and he was awesome. I felt really bad for judging him, but. It's the driver mod, right? Like yeah, yeah. I mean, the guy just, he was skilled. He just rolled right up it. I didn't see anything fancy with this Jeep. I didn't mm -hmm. see power steering. He might have had lockers or something like that. But, I mean, he just rolled right up it. There was nothing modified about it at all. It was so, truly a Sunday drive for him. It truly yeah. was a Sunday drive for well, this that's guy. That's reassuring. That's good to know. So, I think you're, you have a Lexus, right? Is that what you're, can you, so, can you tell us? I, I think we can. I, I Maybe the not. The big reveal is in April at Easter Jeep Safari's when they're oh, going okay. to the big reveal. But I can say it is a older Lexus um, SUV platform. Okay. Yeah. 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 That'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the crews got a got an S10. I can say that. I guess. Okay. Um, but the condition of the vehicles, how it looks, what it looks like, and how, you know whatever, that's all going to be revealed in April. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. This will be cool. It'll be interesting to see. Where's that going to be? Are they going to do, that's Onyx doing that? Onyx Off-Road is uh, doing that. Yeah, they're the, okay. they're the sponsor for that event. And uh, it should be over the course of a th like three months. So in July oh, is okay. when the final build competition is happening. Oh, okay. So there's it, more things happening. It's not just that one event. Uh, not the one Moab piece. So, so the Moab is an introduction. And throughout the course of time, if you look at like Leaping Jeep's channel or Rudy's or Mischief Maker, they're basically uh, share content about the build. So nice. you're going to see it as it progresses over time, what they're going to do to it, what we're going to do to our rig. And yeah, and July is going to be, and I don't know if any other events are going to be attended with those vehicles, if that's what you're asking. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So, okay. Well, that would be cool. Yeah. Right on. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think that's going to be neat. So, and so this will be your first time in Moab, is that correct? First time in Moab. Yeah, first time. It's going to be a first mm. everything. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. That's that's going to be awesome. Super excited. You're going to freak out. You're going to be like a kid in a candy store. Yeah. yeah. Sensory overload. That's just what happens like your first time in Moab. I was probably like 14 my first time in Moab and I was like this place is the coolest place ever. So this right. is like a combo meal to me. Like so there's the the Moab the trails and mm -hmm. then there's the Easter Jeep Safari on top of that. So, you know, I kind of have an idea of what that is, but it, how does it compared to like um, Overland Expo or something like that? So it's way more country redneck, I would say. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Potato salad, I mean. Yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. You just sit there it's and It's way more country redneck that's is the truth me. of it. That's, that's yeah. my country redneck over here. <laughs> but yeah, okay. Yeah, that's that's how I put it. I mean, it's just, there's a lot of cowboys. You find out just how, how, how cowboy-y 
this uh, this segment is, right? Jeep's there, right? So Jeep's usually there. They've got a cool display. AEV's got a pretty cool street display where they've got all their cool rigs and stuff. Um, but then, I mean, you go down to it, you're, the show is inside an arena that's like a, you know. Oh, so it's all indoors. Uh, mm, it's 50-50. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So a lot, there's a lot of outdoor stuff. That's, there's a lot of trailers that are outdoors and stuff like that. It snows like every other year. Okay. You know. Where is Expedition um, One's booth going to be at? It's inside. Inside. Like okay. once I got inside, after I don't know, like ten years of fighting to get inside, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm in and I'm staying in. Yeah. So I'm usually wedged like Warren's right here mm-hmm. and I'm right here, and then somebody else is next to me. Sometimes it's come up. So I used to be like, okay, I'm in between come up and Warren, but I don't know if come up's going this year or not. So. It's probably going to be here's Warren, here's us, and then somebody else will be next to us. Very cool. But we're right over in that in that corner, so nice. in in the arena. And it's yeah, it's it's a what do you call those? It's a rodeo type arena. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what it is. Okay, so yeah. it's still dirt floor underground inside mm-hmm. and yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah, very cool. Yeah, so it's a cool little it's a cool little spot. Yeah, and just about every other year it snows or it rains, or it gets super windy, hmm. and somebody's tent blows away. I mean, which is it's not too different than. Overland Expo, right? But, yeah, you know, it's the snow is probably a new thing, right? I've I've never been to an Overland Expo and had it snow, mm. you know. Yeah. Yet, I shouldn't even be saying this right now. I shouldn't have said it because <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, this is the year, right? You We're just, gonna it's gonna be May and it's gonna snow in Flagstaff and it's gonna be my fault. Just jinxed it. Yeah, it's all we James. have witnesses. <laughs> all James. So when it snows out there in Moab, does that make the trails like, do they close out the trails or is it still doable? No, it's, you can still go. It's just, it takes a trail that was, if it was a two or I don't know what the rating scale is now, but it was like a five rated trail. It's Mm -hmm. now like an eight. It just makes it way harder. It gets a lot gnarlier. Yeah. Yeah. So I usually don't go wheeling there if it's snowing. That's I'll, I'll stay off the trails. Dude, the mud, the mud can turn into, if you get the right slick of sand or, or, or mud, it will literally just turn into just... Like grease? Oh, yeah. It's really? just like, it's like butter all of a sudden. And, and to have a vehicle that you're trying to go places and all of a sudden you're just sliding down this buttery ramp, yeah. it's just too scary. There's, there's, I've been there, we've been there enough times. I've been there when I was younger, um, back in kind of like the, ca- the, I don't know what you want to call this the more unregulated days. I mean, you had, you had, um, back, back when lion's back was still open and people would pay yes. 25 bucks to drive up this thing, dude, the, the amount of people that just died on that thing every other, yeah. you know, year, um, just because they weren't playing it smart. You know what I mean? It's pretty, it's pretty crazy. You can get yourself in a lot of trouble really quick. Yeah. It's very deceptive because you're, you're on this rock and it's, very grippy it's like you're on sandpaper and you're like oh this is awesome right so that sandstone it it's just you have this grip and and you're it's it can be deceptive because you think oh yeah i can do so much with this and you're you're doing much steeper obstacles than you'd normally be able to do on dirt and that's where you can get in trouble is just you can get in these weird situations where you end up off camber and things can just go rough and you can tip over and it gets really really nasty and then there's potato salad hill. So it's not something I do. Mm-hmm. I've watched watch, plenty though. of people do Great it. Watch. Yeah. Great to watch. Okay. Yeah. Yep. We Noted. watched this dude. We were, we were together. We watched this dude climb, climbing potato salad hill. And he was like, 
He went up, okay? No, this guy, he he deserves everything he got, okay? He completely deserved it, okay? Because we're all just standing there, and he drives up, and he hits this thing, and he, for no reason at all, he's throttling it, and he bounces, and he hits, and he lands on top, and he shifts down. We're all standing on the top, right? And he shifts down, and he was spitting rocks like that big around, just come flying out towards us and stuff like that. I think I got hit in the hand with a big old rock. And I literally just, my mindset was like, wow, that guy's a douche, right? <laughs> anyway, so he drives down and he comes back around and whoever was down there, he's like, yep, I'm going to go up again. And he goes up on a harder obstacle side, with much bigger step. And he's just hits this bounce and he hits it hard. And he, I'm pretty sure he broke his motor mount. Mm. And his tire motor shifted and it was hitting the fender because his fender was bouncing up and down and everything like that. He rolled down to the bottom and there was all this smoke and stuff and none of us helped him because we were like, well, he's a dick. So <laughs> anyway, true story. That's Well, that's good to know about that trail, man. <laughs> and that, is that why they call it Potato Salad Hill? Just a whole bunch of like... They call it Potato Salad Hill because somebody was doing the obstacle one time and they had their cooler in the back and mm. it was full of a potato salad and it <laughs> yeah. bounced out and landed all over. So they called it potato salad hill <laughs> but it does it has obstacles and then on top it's got gravel so like as you're yeah. trying to complete it's hard to get the traction because it's just spitting the rocks but oh, yeah and it's right i mean it's really close to town you can drive up to it you there's actually a hike right next to it that you can hike and just sit and watch so oh, yeah it's kind of cool it's a it's a cool area mostly people go out there a lot of people are inebriated i mean it's mm -hmm. It's a good time. Yeah. So it's fun to go pe watch people. That's yeah, really what it is. It's them. almost guaranteed somebody's going to roll. Yeah. It happens every time. Um, it's like King of the Hammers. <laughs> it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, it's what happens. So yeah, yeah it's good stuff. So yeah, you're going to be excited. I'm excited to be there for you to be in Moab and you're going to be reacting to it. And you're going to be like, this is amazing. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Thanks for inviting me and having me with you guys over there. You're welcome. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be a good time, man. So I'm glad your your build worked out good. I think it looks good. Yeah, the 40s are gonna make a huge difference. I mm -hmm. love the color. That tan color is just beautiful. Thank you. Man. So yeah, look forward to hitting the trail. We want to hit the trail more yeah. with you. So hopefully, let's plan some stuff. Absolutely. You know what I mean? I think that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be cool. So awesome. You're and you're hitting the road right now. So we're gonna we're gonna end so you can hit the road, but. Yep. Ed, it was great having you on, man, and great, great seeing you, and lots of fun trails in the future, right? Yes, sir. Awesome. Gonna, as much as I can. Nice. Yeah. 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 Exciting. Thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks for being on. Thanks for having me. Thanks for co-piloting, Matt. Sideshow Bob. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Cool.